it is an excellent way to get into it, especially if you're doing real estate. That's the other thing, you know, people making these real estate wholesale checks, what you doing with all the money? Exactly. Get money back into another asset. You know, don't work for money. The rich don't work for money. The rich work for assets. That's right. And that's how we get more money and get more checks. Perfect. What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to the Business and Investing Podcast, where we talk about all things business and investing related. Now, today, we're going to talk to someone. I got to tell you guys, I've been waiting on this podcast. This guy's a, when, when you think about an entrepreneur and the, the definition of an entrepreneur, this guy is definitely that guy. All right. Now, I met this guy on Clubhouse, uh, just like I meet a lot of our guests. And, you know, Clubhouse is just a great app where you can meet other entrepreneurs and be able to, to really network with people and also use it the way I use it. I use it to bring value to people. And part of bringing value to people is to bring podcast guests who are actually doing real things in the real world. So our special guest today, his business model is very, very similar to my creative investing model. Uh, he does a lot of creative investing as well. Uh, in addition to that, though, uh, he does uh, Toro, so he's renting cars, and he also owns an antique shop there in St. Louis as well. So when you think about passive income and cash flow, that's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast training. And I want to welcome my good friend, Chris Monroe. What's up, my man? What's going on? Thanks for bringing me on to your podcast. I'm glad to come on and see if we can provide value just like we do on that clubhouse thing. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Now, I got to tell you, man, you got that personality, man. I love listening to you on podcast, man. You got the it's something about the way you present, man. That just makes me want to listen, man. So I appreciate you uh, providing value on that app, bro. But why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself, bro? Most definitely. I'm Chris Monroe out of St. Louis, Missouri. I do some um, wholesaling, some virtual wholesaling as far as real estate, but I specialize in that thing they call the creative finance, buying houses subject to wraparound mortgages, lease options, seller finance, all that funky stuff that everybody's like, ooh, how do you do that? I specialize in that. So I do uh, real estate. I also have a, a store, like you mentioned, here in St. Louis, where we sell furniture, collectibles, antiques, things like that. And I'm an auctioneer. So 25 and out, 35 and out, 45 and out sold. So I do that as well, liquidate things for people. Plus, I do the Turo, the car sharing car rental app. We have multiple cars on there. Buying another car here this week as well, probably next week. But I'm looking to buy several more cars for that fleet. Cool, cool, man. I saw that you just bought a car. What was it about a week ago? Something for like five grand at the auction or something like that. You put it up on your Instagram. Uh, that's pretty dope, Most man. Definitely. So yeah, that's a little cash car. That car will be paid off probably in about four months. It, it start. It's going to be starting to get rented out Monday. It's already booked, so it'll be going out for its first trip. Long as they don't tear me up on my first trip, we all right. <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned that you just had a wreck on one of the cars, right? So you you got uh, so you're you're paying for that right now as well. So there are obviously some risks in business, right? But if you never uh, step out there and take the risk, you'll never be able to make the money, right? 
you know most definitely i don't really necessarily see it as like big risk it's a, an emotional roller coaster because really you can't if you do it right and you know what you're doing and you get the proper training you really can't lose money i mean right. i guess that's the one thing but emotionally if you're like oh i'm attached to that vehicle and somebody's gonna go rent it out and they might trash it they might total it out they might steal it i mean anything's possible it's people we're dealing with people anything is possible but when you put certain safeguards in place you really have nothing to worry about as long as you're emotionally intact and you're not worried about everything that might go wrong absolutely man so how did you get started in business bro well way back coming out the womb they cut the little umbilical cord i said hey let me out of here let me get something to sell no i'm just playing it feel like it so <laughs> i've been selling stuff a long time to be honest ever since you know middle school high school you know flipping phones and pagers and all type of stuff so you know hustling my whole life i guess is what we could say hustling um awesome. so i sold a lot of different things um, got into, you know, learning some real business strategies so you can actually become a legit business. That's what a lot of our people don't really understand. Take the time to get the real education. You know, we all trying to go in and invest, but I always tell them the best investment you can make is investing in yourself. So when I started investing in myself, things started to turn around for sure. And it's changed from a hustle to actually bringing in that passive cash flow, that thing you love, just like me. That's right, man. That's right. So uh, when it comes to cash flow. Uh, so a lot of our audience is listening to uh, the wholesale aspect. They're, they're trying the wholesale aspect rather of the real estate investing business. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wholesaling at all. It's a great way to build capital, to be able to provide a means to an end. That's just the way I look at it, right? Wholesaling is a means to an end to build up capital for your bank account that will allow you to invest in other things like you said, Toro and other things like that to be able to build passive income, man. How do you feel about wholesaling real estate? I think it's a great strategy for somebody who needs to learn the basics of actually one, finding deals, two, finding the people who own those deals, and three, learning how to communicate effectively, structuring deals and, um, you know, closing people up, you know, getting them under contract and doing things like that. So I think it's a great thing, but it's just kind of like going to school. You don't want to stay in kindergarten forever. You want to go to first grade, second grade, third grade, and fourth grade, and all the way to college if you can. And you want to move up. But a lot of people get stuck in doing just one basic thing. And I teach and preach, don't become a one trick pony. Come on out here and make some of that money. <laughs> So that was that's a Chris Monroe original on this podcast too. Nobody else never said that. That was on the freestyle, right. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, what type of mindset shift does it take to go from, let's say, having a job to getting into creative or or passive income investing? Yeah, I think it's a big mindset shift because you're used to that check coming every week, every two weeks, however they pay you. And you know, it's going to be there. You know, you have to be at work at nine. You get to go to lunch at 1130 or whatever time. And you know, you're going to be off at whatever time they allow you to be off. However, it puts those handcuffs on you. I don't like the thing of, uh, you know, you got to request to be sick. You got to right. request the day off. You got to request everything like, dang, can I, can I take a vacation? Can I take three days off this weekend? There's too many things you got to ask for permission. And I've never been one to conform to, you know, somebody else's rules. I like to make my own rules and help, you know, control my future a little bit better without having somebody else dictating me, dictating to me what I can and cannot do. Right, right. Now, you know, obviously when we're starting up businesses and you you started multiple, just like I have, right? Um, when we're starting businesses, there's obviously some obstacles that we're going to face, man. What are some obstacles that you think uh, investors or entrepreneurs should look out for 
uh, as they're getting started on their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I say have a backup plan for the backup plan, you know, because, you know, you can have a whole thing ready. Oh, everything looks great. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But what happens when that don't happen? You know, you got to definitely have a, a, a secondary backup plan for that. Not to say to be worried about it, but, you know, actually have a secondary strategy just in case this thing that I wanted to do doesn't pan out the way I wanted it to. So what's your favorite form of creative real estate investing, Chris? So when it comes straight to that creative real estate, I love to buy the house, whether that's something creative such as subject to's, wraparound mortgages, um, or a straight seller finance. But my favorite go-to exit strategy is that lease option, that lease with the option to buy. I love that exit strategy. It beats pretty much all other exit strategies, probably except for short-term rentals or Airbnb. But outside of that, nothing else can compare in my, in my opinion. Absolutely, man. And obviously short-term rental, that, that game is pretty hardcore right now, man. A lot of people making a lot of money in that game as well, man. But in addition to that, you know, you're building passive income through creative investing. So you're taking ownership through subject to raps and, you know, uh, seller financing and possibly even lease options as well. Uh, and then you're turning around and creating that passive income on the other end on the real estate. How are you doing that when it comes to Toro? So when it comes to Toro, it's just a pure arbitrage play on one of my vehicles. And then my others are just cash. So um, if I do like the one I just bought, like I said, that car was five grand cash. And then, you know, plus the tax title license, maybe out of like six grand, something like that when the smoke clear and uh, out of just renting it on a regular basis. I mean, that money is going to come back. And at a certain point, approximately around four months, we'll be in pure profit mode as long as this vehicle stays up and running. Now, there is some gotchas. I mean, it could the engine can go out. Hopefully don't wait a minute. Where's some wood? At? I ain't got none. But anything could go out. You know, it could go wrong. But in the meantime and in between time, it's still going to make money as long as it's up and operable, as long as somebody's able to rent it and use it and, and do what they want to do as far as uh, renting a vehicle. It, it, it's really no reason to even sell vehicles anymore. I'm, I'm, I don't even want to say this on that podcast. Don't tell everybody. Stop selling your vehicles. Rent them out. You'll make way more money on them than you'll ever make trying to sell one. You know, it's kind of funny, man, because that's kind of the way I'm starting to think about real estate after all these years, man. I've been in the business for 20 years. You've been in for a number of years as well, right? So you really only make your money when you keep real estate, in my opinion. They say you make it when you buy, but my thing is you make your money when you buy and keep. So the same thing with cars, right? Why ever sell a car if you can profit from the car the same way you would profit from real estate? Cars, in my opinion, used to be a liability, but you can turn it into an asset using sites like Toro to be able to make a positive cash flow. So imagine you pick up a car, let's say your note is 500 bucks a month, right? That same car, you could probably make a thousand to $1,500 a month on every single month. So the car is being paid for by somebody else. Mm-hmm. You get to drive the car for free. And in addition to that, you get to make money on that car, right? So what, what type of cash flow would you say uh, Toro provides. Uh, are those numbers about accurate? Yeah. So um, yeah, that's about right, really. So I have a vehicle. The payment is a uh, three seventy a month, and that vehicle generates about about twenty five hundred in revenue minus their fees and stuff. So yeah, it ends up making about 
fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a month, something approximately. You know, as long as there's no major things. But if you got a vehicle that's up and running, like I say, you shouldn't have any major things. You're gonna still have your oil changes. You might have new tires every X number of miles. But generally speaking, it's a pure cash flow play. You don't have to do anything but set it and forget it. And that's kind of like real estate. You know, with this too, like that's why I love that lease option because I pass on the responsibility of maintenance and repairs and and toilets and termites and trouble onto that person that's going to be basically buying that house. I don't want any calls at two in the morning talking about a leaky faucet. I just want to collect my check. I tell people all the time, treat me like Bank of America. Don't call me, call a plumber. You know? mm, mm. So how do you, how do you do that with the cars then? Like, um, obviously the cars need maintenance. Like how are you housing all of these cars? Like, are you renting a garage or something like that? What type of overhead are you acquiring with these uh, vehicles? None. I mean, that's the thing. It's rented out. The, the demand is bigger than the supply. If you really want the real truth. Mm. I mean, every time and I actually max out my prices on that particular app on Turo, they only let you go so high and I put it up to the max and they still rent it. So it's like, dang, it ain't high enough. You know, I'm all about supply and demand because they might have on there, you know, it should be $50 for this car. But then you put it on there, it's like 90 or 100 and they still rent it. Like, well, hell, what was the reason for the recommendation? I'm going, I'm busting heads. So, you know, it's all about having a good business model, having a good plan. And that's how I implement it when it comes to Turo. Now, there is another app called Hire Car that's a little bit different than Turo because Turo, you have to have a vehicle that's 12 years or less old, like 12 years old or younger, uh, 130,000 miles or less, it has to have a, a clean title, no salvage titles, rebuilt titles, none of that funky stuff, no rollback odometers, nothing like that. Um, and if you got that and the car is functional, it can rent it on there. Now that puts a limit on it, 12 years old, but on higher car, you can have a car up to 15 years old if you're going to be doing passengers, meaning um, Uber, Lyft. So people rent on a higher car to go drive for Uber, Lyft and do DoorDash and those other gig economy type things. That's 15 years if you're doing passengers, but you can do up to 18 years. Now, that's a long time, right? You can do up to 18 years old if they're doing just pure delivery of food. Now, how how, how much money can you make on a car over 18 years? That's a long time. Just rent it, rent it, rent it, rent it, rent it, rent it. As long as it's running, you can make that money. Gotcha. And it don't matter if they're like you, like you mentioned, man, I never even thought about it that way. If you got somebody delivering food in the car, you don't necessarily need a new car to do to, to, to be able to do that. You can get an older car for a few grand and be able to rent it to somebody who can't, you know, obviously they don't own a car and they need the car in order to make some money with man. So that's kind of like an arbitrage move. Would you agree? 100%. And that's the thing too, when it comes to this rental space, sometimes they do longer term rentals. I had uh, the month of what, December and January, my cars were gone. I never seen them. I was like, man, can I get like a car back? I mean, cause I'm thinking like, oh, you know, it'll be out sometime. It'll be back, you know, and I got multiple, I could juggle. I'm like, nah, they gone. Rent it out three, four weeks at a time. And so some people want to get them long-term, especially when you talk about the other app, hire car, they get on that thing. They might have it for three months. You might not ever oh. see your car. Wow. So it's like, as long as that payment come in, do you care? No, not at all, man. Now you obviously always keep a car or two for yourself, I'm sure. Well, you know, I got a lot of them. So, you know, and if I can't get one, I know how to go rent one. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no doubt. So, yeah, de multiple vehicles is definitely the play. Um, so, I mean, if it's something that a person needs for their own, I wouldn't say put it on it. Because like I said, it could be gone literally for two or three weeks. I mean, what you going to do with your car gone? Yeah. Oh, I need it. You need to go buy another car or rent one. or um, So there's other things you can do outside of just buying vehicles. There's a couple of ways you can acquire vehicles to get on one of these apps. You can do it like like I do. I have an auction license, so I can actually go to a dealer's 
auction license and buy cars nationwide and ship them in or whatever I want to do. So I could do it that way. Another way, Facebook marketplace, you find people on there selling them all the time, Craigslist, offer up stuff like that. Um, you also can do what we call arbitrage play where you got somebody or you know somebody or you find somebody with sitting up with a car in their driveway doing nothing with it that meets this criteria that I was talking about earlier. So you make a play with them say hey you can either pay them monthly or give them cut them in on the profits i don't usually like to cut them in on profits i say here i'll just pay you and i make as much as i make because i don't like to have too much paperwork and thinking so you know you can really get creative with this stuff it goes hand in hand with the creative real estate it's creative car sharing and you can do it too jamil <laughs> yeah, absolutely man you know it's kind of funny because i was recently uh i was recently seriously looking into this man because I'm, I'm actually about to start up uh, a car business, man, because I just think it's another great way to build up some some more capital uh, on a on a passive basis. Uh, in addition to that, I was looking at trucking companies and things like that as well. So I'm trying a little bit of everything right now, man. Uh, cash flow is king, man. I used to say cash is king, but cash flow is king. So you know, if you can build cash flow uh, without owning a uh, majority of this stuff, but by controlling using an arbitrage method, if you don't have a lot of money, or if you do have some money out there and own stuff. I mean, again, building up that cash flow is really where the long-term play is at. And that should be yeah. for everybody, right? Yeah. Leverage the credit if you have to, or leverage your cash. You know, there's so many things you can do in this thing that, you know, that's why I couldn't even go take a job. Like somebody said, you want to take a job? What? You know, I don't work that much, to be honest. I might work yeah. five to 10 hours a week, you know, and that's a lot more. I yep. probably do more work on clubhouse if you want the truth. So, you know, it's like, when you think about time wise, I'm not spending a lot of time to make money. Money comes to me whether I go to work or not. So I'm on Amazon, eBay, all these other sites as well. And I got a lot of private label products, kind of like this hat where, you know, where actually people can buy things and products without me having to do anything. It's just a click of a mouse. It's software, systems, yep. and people. That's what we do. Leverage. Pure entrepreneur, man. My allergies are, are bothering me right now. So I keep rubbing my eye, but Pure entrepreneur, man. Got your hands into everything. And that's how it's supposed to be, man. Don't become a one-trick pony. And I'm trying to encourage people. I know this, this uh, particular channel is about real estate, but I'm really trying to encourage people. Uh, a couple of videos ago, as a matter of fact, I told people how I had nine streams of income just from real estate, right? Um, I'm really trying to encourage people to look outside of just doing real estate because to me, everything is real estate at the end of the day. And you can make money from everything, man. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, if you focus on cash flow and not one aspect of business, you'll be able to uh, make a lot more money. And to me, honestly, getting into cars is a lot easier than doing real estate at the end of the day. It is. It actually is quite easy for real. If you have any kind of, you don't even have to be a know-it-all with cars, like know how to put pull engines out or nothing. You don't have to be crazy about it like that. But it is an excellent way to get into it, especially if you're doing real estate. That's the other thing. You know, people making these real estate wholesale checks, what you doing with all the money? Exactly. Get money back into another asset. You know, don't work for money. The rich don't work for money. The rich work for assets. That's right. And that's how we get more money and get more checks. So let's say somebody needed to house their cars. Where, where should they, what, like, what type of tip would you give somebody who needed to park their car somewhere? To be honest with you, parking should not be an issue because there should be a booty in that seat. If somebody's not renting that car, you're probably doing something wrong. Your business model is broken somewhere. Just being honest. There's gotcha. too many ways to do it. So it's really parking will never be an issue. However, if you just say, I need somewhere to park, park it in front of your house, park it on the street, 
Park it in the uh, Walgreens parking lot. Park it at Walmart parking lot. It don't matter where it's parked because it's going to be there until somebody rents it. But you can have your pickup location somewhere totally different. So uh, I have them pick up a vehicle like basically around the corner from me, not where I live at because I don't want nobody coming to my house. So, right. you know, you want to have your stuff not at your house for sure because you don't want issues because we are dealing with the public, by the way. You, yeah. you want to be safe. And another thing I didn't mention earlier, trackers. It's very important to have those vehicle GPS trackers on your vehicle just in case somebody does literally try to steal your car. I mean, it can happen. I'm not saying it will happen, but it can. Somebody could steal your car, take it away. Their boyfriend can run off with it, girlfriend. You know, it's always some stuff going on. It's people, just like with real estate. You just don't know what you don't know. And you don't know what you don't know you don't know. So I just try to know what I do know and do that and make that cash flow. That's right, man. <laughs> My man Ramen all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so Bars. real quick, man. So where do you get them trackers? Oh, you can get them online. I mean, they're everywhere. There's a couple of different types. You can get the uh, OB2 kind that plugs up under the car, or they call them the dummy kind, or you can get the actual hardwire ones. I mean, you have a monthly subscription, usually anywhere from six to eight bucks a month on average. And uh, you just pay that subscription. It's a cost of doing business. Cool, cool, man. So at the end of the day, you know, Toro is a great business. Uh, does it work in every market or is it are, are there specific markets that Toro is not in right now? So it works in all 50 states. Um, as far as uh, there is a little caveat when it comes to New York, New York, you have to have your own commercial insurance. That's something they just did probably maybe six months ago, because at first they were not doing New York at all, but they can do New York now. You just have to have a commercial insurance policy, which means you got to go through that whole riffraff on getting that. But you get a bigger chunk of the money. So that's how they make their money. Turo makes their money off the split. So say um, they have insurance levels. So all the way from a 60-40 split, meaning 60 to you, 40 to them, all the way down to a 90-10 split, 90 to you, 10 to them. That's that commercial policy. So it just depends. It's all about the insurance. That's where they make their money at. Got you. Got you, man. So like you said, man, creating cash flow with houses, with cars, with anything is the name of the game. I think I'm going to call this podcast Creating Cash Flow or Cash flow with keys and cars. How about that, man? That there sounds go. good. Cash flow with <laughs> yeah, keys so, and cars. So, so, so I flip a lot of other stuff too. Like I said, furniture, collectibles, antiques, but mostly furniture. I lose the furniture. I mean, you could buy, I mean, like, so I came from the resale space before I even got into real estate. Okay. So if you can buy, say, a sofa for 20 bucks and sell it for 200 you know, that's 10x. I'm used to them kind of numbers. But when I come to real estate, they're like making 30%, 20%. I'm like, them baby numbers. I'm used to making 10 times my money and five times my money and 20 times my money because I came from the resale space. So, you know, um, it just was a little bit of a shift coming into real estate. But hey, like you say, cash flow is the name of the game. So how do you flip furniture, man? Like, how does that even work? I'm not even into that. Same, so I'm, I'm curious. So it's the same that. way. And I'm sure it's stuff you've come across, even in the houses you've bought. People left stuff behind, washers, dryers, refrigerators, ovens, um, living room sets, bedroom sets, all that stuff. You come and say, I'll oh, just throw it away. That stuff's money. In fact, I was uh, buying a house from this lady and I told her to wait, don't throw anything out. Come to find out she threw the dang on furniture away. It was like a $6,000 bedroom set, a mid-century modern, great condition bedroom set, threw it in the dumpster. She did not wow. know better. Wow, man. So garbage picking is actually a pretty good thing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> not all if you time. know what you're looking at it yeah. ain't really even garbage i mean it looks like garbage to the naked eye or the untrained eye just like some people may think a car is a liability they don't know what's an asset when you flip it they may think all oh, that house ain't worth nothing it might be an asset when you flip mm -hmm. it in fact i got a property like that um, that i bought about a year ago about a year and a half ago so i bought it um on terms 
Um, I bought it on a wraparound mortgage, came out of pocket about maybe 1200 bucks, closing costs only. You know, we love to buy no money down. So yep. I bought the house, no money down, 1200 bucks in it. A guy moved in and he gave me 5000 down to move into the house. He lived in it for about six months. He said, you know what? No, I took a job in Denver, Colorado. I got to move out. I know you're going to keep the money and everything. So I got to go. I said, all right, no problem. He moves out. But guess what? A week later, a dude came and dropped me 10000 down on the same house I never did no work on. And it's still cash flowing to this very day. And I still own that property. So that same little ugly house that everybody was like, oh, I'm a wholesaler. I'll give you, you know, 20,000. I'll give you 30,000 and I'll give you this. I made more money on that deal than any wholesaler ever would have made on that one little house. And I got a bunch of them. So, you know, it, I tell people this all the time. Learn these strategies. Take the time. Study the game and the game will pay you immensely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I got to tell you, man, you know, um, creative investing has been one of my favorite ways of building passive income, man, over the years. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, for me, you know, uh, when I first started, it was tough for me to build some type of cash flow because when you're wholesaling everything or you're flipping everything that you only get paid on at one time, right? So really, if you want to have long-term success in business and at least the real estate business, you need cash flow. Right, because you got to be able to take care of your your, your lifestyle. You got to be able to take care of your bills and stuff like that. You got to be able to eat, and if you're not bringing in that cash flow consistently, then this business is a tough business. is an unforgiving business. At the yeah, end, of you're the gonna day. be working hard. You're gonna be struggling. Let me go find yep. a deal. You gotta go find. You gotta go find. Yep. You you hyped up because like, uh, I, and I got in kind of quick, so I haven't even been doing this business that long. A lot of people think I've been in the game forever, but I closed my very first wholesale transaction August of 2018. Was wow, two and a half years ago. So August of 2018, I went on to close 17 wholesale deals in my first year. I bought nine houses in my first year. So um, let's see, August of 2018. So December of 2018 is when I did my first creative deal. And that was just by default because I was like, man, I'm coming across a lot of people that want to sell and I'm offering them these lowball offers and it don't work all the time. A lot of people don't realize it. But if you can give somebody full price or their loan balance or get them out of that situation they're in and still make money on it, do that. That's why I'm not even pitching cash to people most of the time. I'm always talking about, I mean, would you consider this other thing? Would you consider selling your house on terms? Would you consider taking a monthly payment until we pay you off in full? Every lead that comes in our pipeline gets that question. I don't care what the situation is. They all get asked the same question. We funnel them from there and figure out which houses we're going to buy cash, which houses we're going to go buy on terms or otherwise. So it's very important to keep those lines open because you can do way more deals and you can make way more bills get paid. You know why people think you've been doing this for so long, man, is because you're killing it right now. You know what I mean? So how did you learn this business? Real estate. If you want the real truth, you want the real raw truth, or you want the book out, you want the, the clubhouse answer, or you want the real truth? I want the real truth, man, the real deal. Let's give YouTube University, man. I got on here. I said, I'm going to learn everything I need to know about everything. I went on and studied and studied and studied. Like people go and study to go be a doctor, study to be a lawyer, study to be a scientist, take that same energy and go learn this real estate. In fact, I've even been saying something controversial. Drop out of college, drop out of college and go learn real estate. That's how serious this game is to people that don't know. Get in this game because it's don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. That's right, man. I love it, man. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, anybody can become an expert if you build some type of cash flow and the the asset is paying you every single month. You're an expert at that point. You know exactly what you're doing, man. So that's the name of the game, bro. You know, uh, buy real estate and wait, like my man Chris said. And in addition to that, 
Start getting the cars, man. Don't sell your cars. Rent them out. And start looking at the antiques. You know, and Chris has an antique shop in St. Louis, man, uh, making some really good money with that. Uh, obviously, if you can find, if you can learn how to find stuff that has value and then sell it on the other end, that's just another way of making money. The whole point of this particular podcast is building multiple streams of income and multiple streams of cash flow because income is one thing, but cash flow is a whole nother animal, right? Imagine being able to work. You know, somebody gave me an analogy one time and it's really opened my eyes up to cash flow. He said he has enough rental properties to where he's hitting a lotto every single month. So he said, I could spend $80,000 right now and know that I'm getting another $80,000 on the first of the month, right? Mm. So just imagine that. Just imagine that, right? Being able to really control your whole situation and know that the money is going to come for as long as you own the assets. So don't sell your assets. You know, wholesaling is great, but use wholesaling as a means to an end to be able to acquire cash flowing assets, man, at the end of the day. So Chris, man, how can our listeners, how can our listeners get started creating some type of asset? Do you recommend getting started in Toro first or do you recommend real estate first? Like what, what do you recommend, bro? Man, realistically, like I said, drop out of school, whatever you're studying right now, just go give them their money back and say, you know what? I'm going to learn real estate because it's so life changing. Mm-hmm. Real estate is a game changer because it opens up your mind to other things and it opens up your bank account to other things. You can invest in whatever you want to, whether you want to invest in precious metals, you want to throw a bunch of money at Bitcoin, whatever you want to throw your money at, you can do it because you got real estate cash flow and you know how to make those checks. You know, that, that money comes mm-hmm. in every month. Do on the 28th, late on the first. And don't we, don't we don't even talk about how many people be late, right? Them late fees add up. How much money that is extra? Don't tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> extra money. You know, I got a guy that been late damn near half the time he's been with me, but he paid, you know, so it'd be late. Uh, you know, I ain't worried about it. Pay me the 1600 but he uh, late all the time, three or four days. I don't mind it. Pay me 1760 every time. I'll take it. It's extra money that's not even accounted for, really, when you think about what you set out to do to begin with. So, you know, when you understand little strategies and things like that, where you can actually produce income, whether you go to work or not, it makes a huge difference. So I do have about 250 free videos on my YouTube channel at Chris Monroe STL goes on over all these different things that I do. And I'm actually documenting my journey on Turo right now, as a matter of fact. I'm documenting my journey. I've had all different types of run-ins, people who brought the car back dirty, had a person who damn near tried to steal my car, got towed to the the lot and I had to go get it. I'd had a car totaled already. I mean, all kind of weird stuff. You just never really know. But like I said, if you're not emotionally stable, don't do none of this stuff because it's going to put you on a roller coaster. That's right, man. So- you know, at the end of the day, you, you mentioned a couple of important things, man. You said, you know, um, you know, one of the things, you know, business, especially being an entrepreneur, you're going to be in, on an emotional roller coaster at the end of the day. That's just part of business, right? So you got to really have that thick skin. If not, you're going to be in trouble. Don't even become an entrepreneur. Go work for somebody else. You got to right? have Ronessa skin. <laughs> yeah, you got to have Ronessa. <laughs> That's right, man. So, you know, again, you know, this is all about cash flow, though, because if you have the cash flow, really the thick skin, you, you, you don't need that thick of a skin at the end of the day if you have money coming in from other things. So it doesn't really matter uh, in, in that regard. You know, so the whole point, again, of this particular podcast is to put it in you guys's head to think about doing things outside of the box. Right. How do you do things outside of the box? Chris mentioned arbitraging cars. 
does the same thing with real estate, right? You can arbitrage real estate and rent it out Airbnb. So that what that what it, what does that mean, right? Find somebody who's renting a, a place or doing a lease option, take a lease option or rent the place and then let them know, look, I'll cut you in on a profit if you know you allow me to Airbnb this space, right? I'll pay for everything. That's how you do that, arbitrage. So that's when you don't have the money to purchase. Once you get the money, you control it and take ownership. And now you have nothing to worry about. So there's a lot of different ways to create income. Uh, you have to pick one strategy. And you know, just recently, I just told my cousin, he wants to get into real estate, but he doesn't have a lot of money. You don't need money to get into real estate. So since that was one of his concerns, I said, go buy a car and rent it out on a tour road. You know what I mean? Build cash flow. Uh, you, your car becomes an asset at that point. Use some of that cash flow to be able to buy real estate if that's your concern, right? Mm-hmm. The whole point is get out there and do something. If you get right. out there and do something and you're not afraid to make mistakes and you know that you're going to fail forward and during the interim of all of this, you're going to build some cash flow and you're going to make some money while making mistakes then you have nothing to lose when you think about it at the end of the day, right? Yeah, the only way you lose is not play this game. That's the only way you lose. That's right. For sure. That's the for sure way to lose. <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. So, Chris, man, um, obviously we can't cover everything in a short period of time on a podcast, man. If our listeners, I, I know you just mentioned the YouTube page, but if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you some other way, I know you're on Clubhouse and on Instagram and all these other places. How can they get in contact with you, brother? Yes. Chris Monroe STL on all social media. That's Snapchat. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. That's YouTube. That's TikTok. That's Clubhouse at Chris Monroe STL. I'm easy to find, easy to deal with, communicate with. And I'm always providing value. I I truly want to see people win. I don't want to see, you know, I know there's obstacles you're going to come across. And so I really try to serve the community because um, it's, it's very important to me to see our people win for sure. Absolutely. And I got to tell you guys, man, Chris is the real deal. Chris is definitely a genuine guy. He's a dope individual, period, right? Provides a lot of value on Clubhouse. He's providing a lot of value on YouTube, over 250 videos on YouTube. I'm approaching it, man. I'm, I'm close to, I think I'm at 230 right now. Oh, I got to um, pick up the pace. I can't so let you catch I'm me. Neck neck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neck and neck with you, man. I'm trying to I catch know, I up. I got to pick it up. I, I slacked off. No. <laughs> catch it up, bro. Uh, but, um, you know, like I said, you guys need to follow this guy. He's definitely one of a kind. There's not too many people out here who are really doing what they say they do and really, you know, making it look easy, too. You know, obviously, Chris makes it look easy. You just, you just heard him. He said he started in real estate in 2018. You know, I honestly thought you were in the business a lot longer than that, man. You know? I'm a newbie. I just came in swinging and bucking and bucking and swinging, you know, because a lot of times, you, you know, and that's why I said I had a business profile before I got into real estate. So that helped push me. So yeah. I tell people who got any kind of marketing skills, any kind of sales skills, shifting it over into real estate should be a lot easier because they understand some of those basic concepts, managing yeah. people, stuff like that. All that stuff is interchangeable. Learn some of the real estate jargon that we're using, ARV, wraparound mortgages, lease options, all this stuff we're throwing out here, these terms. Once you learn that stuff and kind of understand how it goes and how to communicate effectively with homeowners, the door shall open for you. That's right, man. Do you think people overcomplicate this whole real estate thing or even just building a business in general? Yes, most definitely, especially when it comes to wholesaling, they overthink it too much. I just actually closed the deal uh, not too far from your market. You're in, you're in uh, North Carolina, right? I am. Yep. 
Yeah, I did a deal up in uh, Lumberton, North Carolina. Okay. Never been there. Never met the seller. Never met the buyer. Never been to the house. Never met the escrow. Never met the boots on the ground. All these people virtually did a whole deal. We had it under contract for eight thousand. Sold it to a cash buyer for fifteen thousand. Made a quick uh, seven grand. Quick seven grand on a house I never seen. So I mean, but people try to overthink that. They would say, "Oh no, let me go double check this." Oh, I don't trust this, man. I even told the homeowner, I said, "Hey, we're not buying it at that price." I'll, I'll get you a buyer though. That was one of my closes. I don't like to tell everybody, but I'm gonna do it for your podcast, Jamil. We're gonna tell them a little extra hack. So when you get into a point, you know that that number getting kind of tight. I let them know, hey, you know, we can't buy it at that. We need it to be down here, but you want to be here. But what we can do, we can go ahead and put it at that point, and we'll see if we can get you a buyer. And uh, one of one of the people in our network will uh, take this property, and uh, you won't have to deal with it anymore. How does that sound? Most of the time, they're like, great. And that's what we did with that deal. So she knew we wasn't buying it, so we marketed that bad boy and sold it. She's happy. She lives in Atlanta. The house is in North Carolina. I'm in St. Louis. Whole deal virtual. Don't overcomplicate this thing. Nice, nice, man. Quick question, bro. You know, obviously, in order to become successful in anything, you got to educate yourself, right? You just mentioned quit school, right? So what books are you currently reading in order to continue your success in, in, in business? So I'm not even really big on books, to be honest. I do a lot of YouTube, podcasts, uh, Clubhouse now, you know, everything on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is 50 times stronger than YouTube almost. I don't want to say that out loud, but it's starting to get like that because um, you know, this information is out here, this information overload. There is no secrets anymore, to be honest. I mean, it used to be a lot of secrets, but this stuff is we even peeled a Band-Aid off this thing. Learn what you can. Learn from people like you, me, and people that's actually doing the business, not talkers. Now, I heard you can do this. We don't want to talk to them. We want to talk to somebody doing that thing that we said we want to do. And that's what I do. I study from the greats. Um, and that's what I do, man. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. There's no excuse anymore. You just got to take action on the information that we find. A lot of information, but if you don't never act on it, it don't mean nothing. In fact, I just talked to a guy the other day at a real estate meeting I was at. And he was like, yeah, man, I spent $5,000 to learn wholesaling. And that's like six weeks ago. I said, six weeks ago, you got a deal yet? Or what? Like, no, nah, I just, you know, I bet it's been six weeks. You just spent five grand. I get this stuff away. You know what I yep. mean? I give wholesaling away because it, it's, it's just that simple. So, yep. you know, don't just go do a bunch of information and don't do no work. That's my whole moral of the story. You got to do the work, man. That's a perfect segue into, into what my final question is, man. What final words would you give to our listeners, bro? Take action. Take massive and perfect action. Learn as you go. You don't have to know every little detail. You just need to know the next step. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Are you willing to take that first step? I hope so, because everything's going to change right after that. Chris, man, you're so dope, man. I love this uh, conversation. I can't wait to get this podcast out. I know everybody is going to benefit from this. Do me a favor. If you guys uh, want to see Chris again, if you want us to go into a detail, a uh, deeper uh, conversation into real estate, for example, or the car business, or even the antique business, because I'm I'm interested to learn more about the antiques now, to be honest with you. If you guys want to hear more about that, you want to see Chris on this podcast again, let me know in the comment section if you're on YouTube, or let me know in the comment section if you're listening to this on the podcast. But either way, make sure you share this with the world. Everybody needs to open their eyes up to cash flow and multiple streams of income. If not, you will be a slave to trying to figure out how to make money for the rest of your life. Chris, man, I appreciate all of the information. I appreciate everything that you've uh, shared with us today and looking forward to having you again on this podcast, bro. It's been a real pleasure and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.
check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm in LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.